I don't know when the world will end. But I could tell you stories about when my world has ended. They would be stories of, of loss and of grief. They would be stories of disappointment and, and of failure. They would be stories of broken relationships. They would be stories of personal fault and of guilt. They would be stories of shattered dreams, shattered hopes. Stories of when my life seemed empty and void of meaning. I know that each of you has a similar story, stories, of the days that your world ended too. We all have them, end-of-world stories. Every day the world ends for someone. Every day. I don't mean their physical death, but that the physical, emotional, and spiritual environment in which they live is destroyed. The web of their relationships is torn apart. And their world seems barren and, and rather desolate. Sometimes these end-of-world stories, well, they're public. We read and we hear about them in the news. The world has ended for the people of Paris. The world continues to end for the refugees from Syria. And it recently ended for some in Colorado at a Planned Parenthood clinic. Their world came to an end. Other times, though, the ending of our world is a secret. A secret kept in the depths of our heart, known only to God and to us. The end of the world is your story. It is my story. It's the story of every generation. And today it is the gospel story. It is a story of cosmic proportions, involving the sun and the moon and the stars, the roaring of the seas and the waves. It is enough to shake the very foundations of heaven, this story. Yet this story isn't so much about the end of the physical world as it is about the end of your inner world. It's not just about what is happening around us, but what is happening within us, the world of our soul. The outward signs described in today's gospel lesson point to an inner reality. Think about a day when your world came to an end. Think of just one. You have many, but think of one day when your world came to an end. And you will recall most intensely in your gut and in your heart that on that day, the stars no longer pointed the way for you. The sun offered no light and no warmth. Your mind was filled with confusion, your heart with distress, and you were scared to death the day that your world ended. For us, that day often looks like an ending, 
a finality, a termination. That, though, is not how Jesus interprets those end-of-world days, those signs. The end-of-world is not a time to fall down or hang our heads in despair. For Jesus, it is a time to stand up and raise our heads in expectation and in hope. In our end, he says that it is the beginning of our liberation and our redemption is drawing near. We must be careful that we do not focus solely on the end of our world. That is not the ultimate reality, he says. There is more to be seen, he says. We must see through the ending of our world See it as a window through which we can see the greater reality, that being God. God coming in a cloud with great power and great glory. The end of the world, Jesus says, is like a tree putting forth new leaves. We see the leaves and we know that a new season is approaching season of new life, of growth, a season of renewal. So it is always in our lives. What looks like the end is always the coming of a new season. Every ending gives way to a new beginning. Everyone. That doesn't make the ending any easier or any less painful. But it should make it bearable. It should plant within us a seed of hope, a seed of expectation. Every ending gives way to a new beginning. Of course, in his way, Jesus never tells us when all this will happen. Only that it will happen. And that we need to be ready. That we do not get to control or choose when or how our world will end. But we can choose and control our response and our readiness for that end. That's what the holy season of Advent is all about. And today's gospel story is our entry point into the holy season of Advent. It holds before us two realities. Our world will end, and yet redemption is drawing near. In Advent, we do not just live with those two realities. We live on the threshold between the two, betwixt and between, neither here nor there. Advent is not limited solely to four Sundays before Christmas. It can happen any time in our lives, any day, in any season. 
It happens any time there is significant loss or change for us. Advent is the time of waiting and watching. Waiting in the darkness and watching for the coming of the light. Waiting in a world that has not yet ended, yet watching for the world to come. Waiting in the not knowing and watching for the one who knows everything. Waiting with a promise and watching for its fulfillment. The reason that we can wait and we can watch is because God is always faithful to us. And God always fulfills God's promises to us. Not on our time, but on God's time. God will come to you, to me, to every generation. For every world that ends, there is a coming redemption. Ours may be a story of our individual world's ending, yet God's is always a story of God's coming. Coming to heal us. Coming to save us. Coming to make us whole. Our spiritual work during the season of Advent is to prepare not for an ending, but to prepare for the coming redemption, the coming of Christ, the coming of God's kingdom. We must allow our ending. You must let go. So that we might be prepared for the one who is coming. We must be on guard. Be alert, be watchful, and be awake. Not be distracted by the superficialities of life. Be in prayer. Always. The question is not whether redemption will come. The question is not whether your world will end. It will. The question is whether you will have the eyes to see the coming of God's kingdom, the coming of God's light, the coming of God's redemption when it arrives in your life. Thanks be to God. Amen.